Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning. This is Angela Payton from Grace Through Faith Worship Center wishing you a happy, happy Saturday morning. You made it. You're still here. You have breath in your body. You're still sound. So God is a good God. Amen. I just want to thank you for coming and uh, sharing this time with me. For those of you who who couldn't make it, I pray that you will sign on later to listen to the broadcast. But, you know, it's amazing how God is just showing up and showing strong. And if he's not in your life, maybe you've created some level of distance between you and him. And so we're going to just pray today because so much is happening in the world around us, in our families, in our communities. We really, really do need to bend our ear and to bow our knee to pray and believe God. Amen. And so many people have been spending time having the radio on, the TV on, and not having Jesus on, not spending time in the Word, not getting grounded and rooted in what God is saying. He, God is saying so many things, but some of us are just too busy listening to the whisperer, to, the, to, the, to other people, and not listening to God and not listening to his word. You know, when you read his word, it's speaking. His heart, his spirit speaks through his word. So his his word has a voice. Amen. His word has a voice. And it speaks. The word speaks with authority. It declares and it will decree a thing, and it will be so. And so we have to understand that God is so faithful. You know, this morning I had uh, created uh, a situation where I thought it was going to just um, be this thing where I had to rearrange the furniture and and change some things. You know, you just sometimes you just kind of miss it. But God said, as you persevere and pursue. He is going to come through for you. And it was a small thing, but it was going to cause my schedule to be off. I had assumed some things, and I had assumed wrong. But, you know, God is faithful. He said, you just insist. You just pursue. You just press in. And I'm just going to declare right now, this is a a season. This is a season in Jesus. This is a season for the saints to press in. You know, sometimes we've just gotten comfortable, and we haven't spent that time, and and our our fire is not lit for the Lord. But it's nothing like a shakeup to get you on fire for Jesus. See, Jesus has been here all the time. He said he's seated on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. You know, it didn't say that he stopped interceding for us when things got good or when things were going great. He said he is forever praying for us. And so what that means is until you meet Jesus in the air, you should be on your knees praying. It should be a part of your everyday life. People shouldn't have to beg you to come and pray. 
But as soon as things get rough, as soon as things get a little troubling in our lives, then all of a sudden we want to pray. You should have been praying. You should have been praying all the long, all the time. And God is always speaking. But I'm here today, and I'm glad you're here for those who are on the line, those who will be coming. It's a season of prayer and fasting before the Lord. This is our season. And then God, after we do the praying and after we seek the face of the Lord, he is going to give you specific instructions on what to do and how to do. He's going to give you specific instructions on how to proceed with your life. Amen. And we need direction from the Lord. We need direction from Jesus. But if we're not listening to him, if we don't have an ear to hear what thus saith God in our lives through prayer and through reading of his scripture, we can be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, every lie that the enemy would want to put on us, put all this pressure on you, uh, make you fearful. You know, in these times, things can get squirrely. Uh, we can be squirrely in our actions, in our thoughts, in our minds. We have to be on guard all the time because the enemy is cunning. He is cunning. He is not waiting for you uh, to realize his strategies and his tactics. That's why the scriptures in Ephesians say to put on the whole armor of God so that you may what? Be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. He's not waiting for you to be prepared. We are supposed to come in prepared, and we prepare ourselves through prayer. We prepare our hearts through prayer. For whatever may come our way, we are able and strong in the Lord through prayer, through communicating with the Lord, through communicating with Jesus. And it can only happen through prayer. We can only, it can only happen through us spending time with, with the Lord in prayer. See, prayer is simply communicating with God. That's what prayer is. It's, it's not this religious thing that we, this is, oh, i got time to pray. You should have time to talk to the Lord. You should have time to speak to him. It should be a, a part of your everyday experience. It should be just woven into your fabric of who you are. You should ask, you should be talking to, you should have conversations with Jesus all day. You should be praying, and when things hit you, you need to take it and bring it to the to the Lord. You said, "Lord, how do, Holy Spirit, how do I handle this situation? My my child is dealing with this. I'm dealing with this uh, situation that has come up suddenly. Lord, I'm 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 listening to you, and I'm waiting on you for an answer. I'm not trying to do this thing in my flesh because when I do it in my flesh." It's always going to come out wrong because it's it's not tied to to what Jesus is telling you to do. You didn't get the instructions from the Lord, and so when we as Christians we we so independent in our thinking, we don't even think to pray. We don't even think to inquire of the Lord. But you know, David inquired of the Lord. The prophets inquired of the Lord. They asked for what wisdom. 
Solomon was one to ask for wisdom on how to what to rule the people. He didn't perceive that even in all of his talents, uh, uh, as talented as he was, uh, and the natural as gifted as he was in the natural, he didn't perceive that he has the he had the wisdom to rule over God's people. He asked for wisdom, and I would say today that the word of the Lord today is asking us to come back to the wisdom of prayer. There is wisdom in praying to the Lord. First, number one, it's going to give you clarity. It's going to put things in perspective. It's going to put God where he belongs and man where he is. Man is a created being. It doesn't change. It may, man may seem very powerful, very intimidating, but at the end of the day, he's nothing but dust. And when we clarify in our minds what man is and what he is not and who God has always been, then we can settle down and understand that we don't need to allow our emotions uh, to to run away with us, that we can stand flat-footed in the face of adversity and troubling times and understand that God has not changed his mind. God has not changed his attitude towards us. God still has an agenda. He still has a strategy. And he wants the Christians to get on board with what he is doing still here while we're here on earth. And the strategy, number one, is for prayer. Prayer is to put God back in his rightful place. You know, I was reminded by the Lord that David had the psalmist and those who in Israel to have a 24-7 deal going on. They worshiped and prayed and put their, put their hearts towards the Lord 24-7. A couple of principles, what it's saying is pray without ceasing. And I would put worship in that same category. Look, you cannot be depressed fearful and annoyed when you're praising and, and, and praying to the Lord because you are allowing yourself and your flesh to understand that God is God and man is man and that though we live here on this earth, we are not from this earthly realm. We were born again into a new kingdom, into uh, uh, we have a father now, we are born into the heavenlies. We we are one with him. Our our destiny and our spirit is sealed. Amen. And so we have to spend time in the word because what the enemy does, he's so cunning, he'll have you spending if you took your timetable just just this week and the last week and said, Okay, how much time did I meditate on God's goodness, on his word, on his kingdom, and not the kingdom of this world? Or it was it 50-50, or did I spend 80% of the time worrying and discussing and fretting? Fretting is a sin about what's going on around me, or did I get a word from the Lord through the voice of his word and through the voice that will speak to you in your time of prayer. So that will determine our carnality 
and and our carnalness as Christians when it comes to um, when things are great, we don't spend time with the Lord, we don't spend time in prayer, and then all of a sudden we're wondering why we're having these negative, what I call negative emotions, negative emotions in the terms of fear. God said he has not given us the spirit of fear, so you got it from someplace else other than God. Because he said he's not giving it. And see, we need to take the word just face value. God said if he stood right in your face today, he said, I didn't give you that spirit. And you got to talk to Jesus and say, well, if I didn't get it from you, where did it come from? But he said he didn't give you the spirit of fear. He looks you square in the eyeballs and says, I didn't give you that, so don't take it. Don't take the spirit of fear into your psyche, into your mental state. Don't walk around in fear. God has given us the spirit that tells us that we're to walk in faith. We're to walk in faith. We're to walk in faith. We're not to walk like the rest of the world is walking around fearful of death, fearful of what's going to happen next, fearful of this, fearful of that. The enemy wants to put us in a state of panic, okay? And that is what's going on. He wants to put us in a state of panic. You know, when you're ambushed, you're caught off guard. And I would say that's one of the tactics that the enemy is currently using to catch us off guard, to catch us not being able to catch our breath, and so that we're what? Disarmed. But the Lord is telling me this morning that you are to gird up your loins. You are to put on the whole armor of God so that you may what? Dispel the works, destroy the works of the enemy. One of the destructions the, the destructive things that the enemy has for, for, for Christians is to keep us off guard, fighting one another, cursing one another out, uh, disunity, splitting the community of believers down the middle so that we cannot be effective. A house that is divided cannot stand. And the Lord was speaking clearly to me this week about being able to stand through adversity means that we come together as a community of believers and, first of all, become on one accord. Look, if you have a church home or just a community of believers, a fellowship, if you're not on the same accord, there's disunity. There cannot, there's weakness there. And the enemy can come in and break down the walls, the fortresses in your life. And he'll bring on sickness and disease and all kinds of matter of illnesses because your mind is not wrapped around God and who he is. This is not a time to be laxy-daisy when it concerns the, the basic principles of the Lord. I would say you need to double up on prayer. You need to double up on the word. You need to double up on listening to preachers and ministers of the faith. And you need to starve yourself on TV and radio and anything that speaks against the word of God. Anything that's vile 
and just just should just you should you should despise and not feed your ear gate and your eye gate on foolishness because it's a trick of the enemy to get you weak and in a position where you will be defeated and a lot of it is in your mind so goes your mind, your thinking, your thought processes, so goes the rest. Because what he does and so cunning is that he will create an emotional atmosphere for you to react to. Your emotional state is so key in order for you to be successful in the Lord. And the enemy loves to strike us there. So what he does is say, oh, you don't have time to pray. Oh, you do the work of, quote, the ministry. Yeah, but your heart, if you would be, you would run like the rest of the world in the face of danger and face of, of, of fear and face of a lot of things because you're not rooted and grounded in a strong, strong sense of the word and be able to stand flat-footed against the enemy when he comes. And I would suggest to you, it means that you need to go overboard in reading your word and praying and girding your mind and your loins and everything else for the battle. Because the enemy wants to come in like a flood. And quite frankly, the last few weeks, months, he has. And I haven't seen any Christians wanting to come together, wanting to pray, it's just been squirrely, and the enemy loves it because he says, I can come in and I can take spoils. I can put you back in time. I can take your rights away, and you are afraid and squirrely. You don't even, you're not even praying. You can't get anybody to call in to pray. All oh, the times are changing. You know, God has a way of getting our attention. I'm not saying God enacted any or none of this. I don't believe it because God's a good God. He he doesn't chastise us that way. But you create, man created, can create a situation that's unfavorable. But God, in his word, told me, this week he said, remember that I am a deliverer. You know, Jesus came on this earth to what? To deliver us. Not to condemn us for the situation that we created. So that's why when people say stuff about God, I don't believe none of it because I read my word and I, I don't see where God did any of that. He, he gave instruction. He expects the instruction. Even in the Garden of Eden, he gave instruction. He had fellowship with man. He wasn't taunting man to do anything wrong. He gave man authority. He didn't create puppets. A puppet doesn't have authority. But we do. We are made in the likeness and image of God. What that means is we have the ability to change the course of history. So what I'm saying to you, in this day and time, where we are facing, 
we have the opportunity, if we will arise to the occasion, to change the course of history. It's in our ballpark. It's in our grasp because God's given that given us that authority. But when you don't know you have that authority, when you allow negative emotions to rule the day, when your thinking and thought processes are just as bad as the world, then you have nothing to offer the world. The world is looking for hope and peace in a troubling time. And I would say that we're in troubling times right now. They're not looking for Christians that are going to tuck and run. They're not looking for Christians that don't know who they are. And they're looking for Christians with hope. And that's what we want to give people. We want to give people hope. We want to point them back to Jesus. We want to let them know that Jesus is still on the throne and he's still ruling and he's still reigning. And we need to point people back to that direction and let people know it's going to be okay because truly it is going to be okay. And to know that with your whole heart and to love on Jesus in the midst of troubling times is what we can see in the Old Testament with Daniel, with the prophets of old. They weren't moved by the course of the day. But they could show people the light. And I would say this is a time to evangelize. This is even more of a time to to get in your prayer closet, to double up on your word, to double up on the goodness of God, and to proclaim his majesty and who he is. Don't let the don't let your day be spending time raising uh some uh uh, uh just spending time worrying pray, uh, uh cursing and and just just wondering what's going on next. You should know what's going on next because you should have spent you should be spending time with the Lord Jesus. You should be spending time with the word of God and allow the voice of God to speak to you through his word. That is the day and time that we live in. And the Lord was just speaking to me about taking authority over your emotion. This is not the time to be concerned about uh, to allow your emotions to run wild and to have you in a defeated position. We are supposed to be soldiers for the Lord. And I'm praying that our leaders and those who are head of their families, wives, husbands, Spend time praying and believing God because that's where we are and that's where we should always be. And so, Lord, I thank you right now that we would just trust in you and believe you and set our hearts and our minds on you. You said when we set our hearts and minds on you, you will give us what? perfect 
peace. You will give us perfect peace. Whose what? Whose mind is stayed on thee. Now the question is, is that the case for you? Is your mind stayed on Jesus and his goodness and his word and his faithfulness? You know, God has a track record with you. If you've been on this earth for 10, 20, and 30 years or 40 years or 50, 60, 70, 80 years, God, if you know him, he has a track record with you. And you have to step back and say he's been a good, good God. And he has not uh, taken his hands off the wheel concerning your life. He's not dismayed. He's not taken by surprise. God is sovereign. He's all-knowing. Hallelujah. He's all-knowing. He knows all things. He knows past, present, and the future. So we don't need to be discouraged, and we definitely don't need to walk in the spirit of fear because it's a trick of the enemy to cause us to not be fruitful in a season that he wants us to reap. He wants us to continue to reap in the area of our finances, in our livelihood. He wants us to continue to reap the harvest of souls. But if we're frozen chosen, how can we propel people to come to Jesus Christ? How can we offer anything except our own dismay? You know, we are of the world. We are not to be, uh, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And so we shouldn't be acting like the world, scared and frozen, chosen, and decided that we're going to tuck and run and not continue to proclaim the goodness of Jesus. I just believe this time and season that we're in is a time for miracles, signs, and wonders even more so. Even more so, the blood of Jesus and the love of the Lord should be coming forth from the Christian community. The love of Jesus, the justice that's in our heart, and, and the love of God to pour out on those who, who are less fortunate than we are, who need a helping hand, who need a touch from Jesus, who need someone to pray with them, who needs someone to encourage them. Look, if you're spending time whacking and talking about what someone else is doing and not proclaiming what Jesus has done, I would say that you're in error and the enemy has got you to a place where you're defeated and you're not moving ahead the kingdom of God. See, that's the trick of the enemy. Like, oh, I got them squirrely. I got them thinking about this. I got them thinking about that. Oh, guess what? They're not doing kingdom business because they are what? overshadowed, depressed, come on, about what's going to happen to me, you know, and and we're allowing the media and everything else to get, over, oh, you get overloaded and overwhelmed, and you have to ask yourself, are you just like the world? We cannot allow ourselves to be defeated that way. So that's the trick of the enemy. 
And so I was saying that this week, even to turn back our plates and to turn back, uh, do a TV fast, do a radio fast, do whatever it takes so that your focus, your main focus is to get full of God, full of the spirit of the Lord into the overflow so that God can use you in these troubling times. See, some people are going to need, need the Lord. They're going to be looking to you, and then you're running scared. You can't do that. We cannot afford to allow God's work to cease because he, he's, he's putting us in strategic places to pray and do the breakthrough for people and be that guard for other folks. But we can't do that if we're Christians and we're not in our place. We're not in our place of prayer. We're not even in our place of reading the word. Some people don't know where their Bible is, let alone haven't read it and couldn't tell you a scripture if it, if it, you know, really we are disarming ourselves by not doing some of the practical, basic principles that God requires of our, of our Christian walk, you know, and, and, and it grieves me because God is wanting to do so much more with us. But he can't because we choose not to. We choose to ignore him. We choose to not, we, we, we got all kinds of things going on. We don't have time to spend time in the Lord. We don't have time to, to spend time with Jesus. And we make excuses or we get upset if somebody brings it up. Oh, if somebody brings it up about prayer and you get, in a, and you get huffy, you know you, down, you, you done went down the wrong road. Oh, if somebody asks you to get in into into certain things, and you, I got I, I got to do it like this. I got to do it like this. I I I got to you know I I got, it kind of squeeze in between my schedule. Wrong road. No, the, God is the schedule. The Word and His that should be prior, priority, like number one, and then everything else falls underneath that. You know, it's coming a day and a time where God gonna start shaking some trees, and ain't nothing gonna fall out. You won't have no fruit. My goodness, have you ever seen a tree that's supposed to bear fruit and ain't nothing? You shake it, ain't nothing happening. Come on, God wants more for us, and He wants our life to be an abundant life. You know what abundant life is? A life that bears fruit. A life that bears fruit. And God is saying, I just want to spend time with you. I want to show you the direction that I will have you to go in. I I want to 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 have your 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 emotions in check. Not all roller coaster ride. You don't want to be in a roller coaster ride with the Lord with with the Lord in your relationship. You don't want the enemy to be to penetrate the walls of your mindset what you believe in, what you're thinking, putting uh, what I call negative emotions constantly in fear and anxiety, always upset, frustrated, can't seem to get it together, and you just it's just like a, a, a vicious cycle. That's the trick of the enemy. He's going to wear you in, wear you, wear you down, until you're so carnal that you you're no use for the for, for God, 
and it's a slow trickle. He he doesn't come in like a flood with Christians. He said, well, I can't know I can't get him to do this today, but maybe tomorrow. Just wear him out, and your defenses are low because you you know it takes it, it should when you do worship praise it should take about two seconds to get in prayer. But some people you 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 have to spend a whole hour before you you just digging 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 before they can get into worship. That has to do with the person's heart. Our heart should be soft and tender towards the Lord. But when it's hard, it, it takes a chisel and everything else to get get you going because God is just no God has been nowhere around. He ain't been in that block for a long time, a whole week, and then come on Sunday. Then all of a sudden we want to act religious and 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 no, you that's a this is a daily walk with the Lord. It's a daily thing. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We repent, Father, for putting your word above other people's words whether it's the media or the radio or any other avenue of, of word, of thoughts that float through the airways, Lord God. Well, we have taken those words and we've held on to them, but we haven't uh, put your word first in our hearts and in our minds. And so our, those emotions follow those words. If someone has put, spoken a word of death or spoken a word of of um, anxiety or fear or what's coming next, what follows with those words that are, are contrary to your word are negative emotions, fear and anxiety, upheaval and squirrely um, situations where we're, we're uneasy. Uh, that is where the enemy comes in because the words of the enemy will bring all of those negative emotions. But God's word brings in joy, it brings in peace, it brings the stability that we need to live another day. His His word, it's scripture says that his word is full of life. It brings life. So when we're feeling odd or uneasy or fearful, those are emotions that God said he didn't bring. He said, I didn't give you not only the spirit of fear, but I didn't give you the emotions that associated with it. And so you need to put that down and put on the whole armor of God so that you can withstand the wiles and the tricks of the enemy. One of the tricks of the enemy is telling you, don't read your word, don't pray, just listen to what everybody else is saying and hope you make it. Well, you may. Or your mind may get so weak that you're in a state that you're unusable by God. And we don't want our Christian people of faith to go that route. But what God is saying, I've given you all authority. And what he's saying is, I've given you authority, but there's a choice to be made. And so, Lord, I pray to the day we will humble ourselves. You said, Lord, if we will humble ourselves, humble ourselves and seek your face then we will hear from you. What humility is, is making a choice to do what God says. Our flesh is rebellious. Our flesh will send you to the grave early because it is rebellion against the Lord. And you have to put your flesh in check, else it will destroy your life, Christian's life. We've seen it time and time again where Christians just seemingly don't want to get it together because 
they're in a state of rebellion. When you don't do what God has called you to do, when you don't do what God is asking you to do, it is rebellion, disobedient. And there's fruit behind rebellion and disobedience. It doesn't bear good fruit. It bears evil fruit and a lot of negative emotions that follow that negative fruit. Amen. So the Lord was just saying, he was just saying to me this week, if you have negative emotions, it's because you haven't spent time in the Word and you haven't spent time in prayer and you haven't spent time in worship. Because the Christians should be the happiest people on earth, in spite of whatever we may be going through. But you find they are the they are worse off than some of the people who don't know the Lord. They have less hope than some of the folks that do know the don't know the Lord. Why is that? Because they haven't followed the instructions of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has instructions for us, and then if we follow them then we'll be in perfect peace. He said we will be in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. That means there's a choice in what we meditate on. Are we meditating on bad stuff because we want, um, uh, you know, why are we doing that and want to be effective Christians? You cannot. And so the enemy, what he does is he will, he will, he wants an inroad into your life. He says, oh, I, I, don't, I want to get some roads inroads to her, into his life, into her life to be ineffective here on earth. I, I can't determine their destiny. They've already sealed in Christ. But while they're walking here on earth, you ever seen a dirt road? He said, Well, I can just make their life frustrating. They, I see their goal, I see the destiny, I see the end of the road, but I'm going to make sure while they're walking from point A to point Z that is miserable, that they're hateful Christians, that they don't help nobody. And, and, and so whatever God was trying to do with your life while it was here on earth will come up with zero fruit. Okay, so that's that's where the enemy, he said, well, I can't. Determine where they're going. The destiny has been sealed, but I can make them sick and miserable, and make because they're sick and miserable, they'll make everybody else around them sick and miserable and worn out, and all of this. Lord God, Jesus, help us. God is saying, put on the whole armor, and you have to talk to your flesh. David had to talk to his flesh. He had to talk to his flesh. He had to tell his flesh, look. Today is not the day to mess with me because I'm praising the Lord. I am not going to let my flesh dictate my life and ruin what God is so graciously trying to do with me. And sometimes that, that what, it ta- what it takes is sometimes turning down your plate, getting with, along with the Lord, and allowing the Lord to deal with some attitudes and things in your life that is just not like God. And and uh, being humble before the Lord and say, Lord, I want to see you in my life. I want to see the fruit of, of what you're doing in my life. I know that you have this sweet spot, this sweet place for me, and I just believe it in the name of the Lord Jesus that it will come to pass. But we have to take the word and eat it. We have to digest it. We have to decide, you know what, God knows better than I will ever know, and I'd rather follow him then follow man 
or follow what the latest person is saying or any of that foolishness because it will come to naught and you will be a fruitless Christian just taking up airspace while you're here. But, you know, God is faithful. He's so sweet. He said, you know, even though they're not doing what I asked them to do, I'm not going to check them out early or anything. They'll just be useless. The Lord said it's salt that has no 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 flavor. It, it's, it's useless. It's just taking up airtime and airspace. We don't want to be that kind of people. I don't want to be that kind of person. God has awesome things that he wants to do with us, but we have to be people of faith, people of faith. You don't. You cannot go by what you see, hear, feel, or sense in the natural. We have to stand up and believe God. Believe God over circumstances and situations. Amen. And we have to be strong Christians, not weak Christians. Weak Christians don't read their Bible. Weak Christians don't don't study the Word. Weak Christians talk about what everybody else is doing except Jesus all day, Skippy. Weak, fragile Christians do that. And we cannot be strong and get uh, stronger in God and fight strong battles and really do damage for the enemy being weak. And then we cannot follow the tactics of some uh, soldiers that will weaken us. You know, when you see a soldier, they're strong, they're ready for battle. They're not goofing off and saying, well, we just wait to the next battle. They're preparing themselves for the next battle. Amen. They're ready to go out to war. They're ready to, to fight the next battle. They're ready to do what they need to do. They're not uh, eating donuts and walking around and, and just not prepared for battle. Look, they are ready, ripped, and ready to go to do battle. And the Lord was just admonishing me, look, Christians are not ready to do battle. They are worn out. They, 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 they don't read the word. They don't study it. They're not faithful. They're not sincere of heart. Just what I can, if I can get over, I'm going to get over. Look, you cannot get over on God. You're just fooling yourself. And so the Lord was just admonishing me, double up on the word, triple up on the word, spend time in prayer, and watch God do some phenomenal things, even in this, quote, troubling time. You know, you don't see God shaking in his boots. You don't see him fearful. And why are we fearful? Why are we afraid? Why are we checking out? Why are we not praying? Why are we not lifting up the name of Jesus? And so I just want to encourage you today. The Lord is saying, double up, triple up on your word. Turn off the radio and the TV. If it's not saying what God is saying, then turn it off and begin to pray. Because we're better than that. This nation is better than that. Individuals in the community is better than that. And we know that we are. And so, Lord, we just pray for every person right now. I pray, Lord God, I just pray sincerely from the bottom of my heart that we will not let anger, negative emotion, fear, negative emotion, anxiety, negative emotion, to lord it over us. Because you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you have given us the spirit of love and of a sound mind, which means that when you wallow in those type of negative emotions, your mind ain't sound. It means it's unstable. Just take it. Unstable, instability cannot breed good fruit. It will not bear anything. You ever seen a tree and everything is just went rotten? 
We don't want to be like that. Things were growing, but they went rotten. You cannot allow the enemy to trick you into that. You know, you need to pray and say, Lord, help me with my flesh. It just, you know, I just have let my flesh just go wherever it want to go, when it want to do, how I want to do, and I don't have the discipline to keep my flesh in check. And we just need to repent and say, Lord, I want to be humbled. I want to be a humble servant of you and see Jesus here on earth, not when I just go to heaven. And so, Lord, I pray that the people just repent. You haven't spent time with your word. Not seriously. If you, if God were to sit you right down and sit and look at you in your eyeball and say, yep, you'd be lying. No, hadn't done it. Not like God would have you to do it. Not from the heart. If God had to look you eyeball to eyeball and say, hey, Joe, haven't spent time with me, not really, not sincerely, not from the heart. See, you know, all of that foolishness is going to catch up with all of us. We haven't spent time, not from the heart. We haven't spent time worshiping the Lord, not from sincerely. We're busy having fun, you know, just busy living life without him. Mm-hmm. Because, see, God's blessed us with a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, the stuff is not what's going to save us. It's great wise here, as long as it don't get in the way of your relationship. And if it does, you need to drop it. If you have an activity or things that you're doing and, and they take you away from God and his heart, you need to drop it. Say, Lord, I need to scale back. I don't need to be doing all of this stuff. Because I, it's, it's taking me away from you and away from your word and away from your heart. And you should be fearful. If if you if you hadn't spent time with the Lord, you probably are fearful. If you hadn't spent time with Jesus in months, years, I'm talking about seriously connecting with the Lord. We know when we've connected with the Lord and when we hadn't, when we just gone through the motions, you know, exercise. You know, and eventually people don't even want to go to the, through, through the uh, motions of going to church and they end up don't not going to church, dropouts. Never heard anybody talking about, I don't do church. Well, that's rebellion. You call it what it is. It's rebellious because the Lord don't say that in his scripture. Say you, you get to check out. People don't even fellowship or think it's just optional. You're you down a dangerous road. And what the enemy could do is he has the opportunity to gobble you up. He comes in and he has a, he's like a devourer. He Your fortresses, your... He has created strongholds in your life um, and attitudes where you say, well, I don't need to go. I can go when I want to go, and they done made me mad, so I ain't going. And you, you got the spirit of offense, every every t- real touchy, and, and just God has got to deal with you. And so I'm just praying. These negative emotions and things, and we fighting each other, and folks are just, just the community is divided. It, it has to stop. And But God loves us so much that he has given us a pathway to success, and it's through his word that speaks. And then we have to be humble and receive and say, Lord, I, I wasn't right. I'm not right. But just because I'm not right don't mean I'm a bad person. It just means I need the correction. And, Lord, I receive the correction. I receive your gentle rebuke. I know that you're for me, so you're not hurting me to break me, you're, 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 you're building in me 
what you want me to look like, and I want to look like that. And so there's uh, attitudes and issues or things in my life that are not like you. I want to change those attitudes. I don't want to feel like that. I don't want my flesh to lord it over me. I don't want to be fretful all the time. I don't want. I want to be a person that's at peace, no matter what. I want to be able to be able to take a hit. You know, when things come at you from from life's perspective, you should be able to take a hit and keep standing. But some people they fall down and they never do get up. And so, Lord, we don't want to be like that. We want to put on the whole armor of God. I had to find that scripture because the Lord keeps bringing that back. I think it's in Ephesians where he says, put on the whole armor of God, where you may be able to stand. And I would say, you're not going to be able to stand in these last days and not have all the armor on. I, I, I just believe that if you don't want to pray and don't want to seek the Lord and don't want to submit to Jesus, I, it's just going to be hard times for you because you're, just not, you're, not, you're not being honest where we are. We're not babes. The Lord said we can't stay babes. You can't stay a baby in Jesus. You can't stay a baby in Jesus. He's demanding more. He's demanding for us to be mature Christians in Christ. And we can't go out and help anyone else if we're falling apart, you know, and, and everything that's coming our way. We're falling apart. We're crumbling, you know, uh, uh, crumbling like paper. We, we can't do that. We, God is not going to allow us to do that. But he says put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole. Put put on, first of all, means that you have to do it. He didn't say I was going to put it on for you. He said you put on the whole armor. So those decisions that have to be made, you put on the whole armor of God so that you may what? Withstand. And doing all to stand, we will stand. And be victorious in Jesus. Father, I pray for those who are on the line, Lord God, hallelujah, that they will put on the whole armor of the Lord. The breastplate of righteousness, Lord God, the helmet of salvation, Lord God, the sword of the Spirit, which is your word, so that we would be ready in season and out of season, doesn't matter what comes our way, we are able to stand and believe the God and believe God. We won't be ambushed because we're going to be aware of the tactics of the enemy. We're just going to be aware, Lord. You'll give us words and knowledge. You'll give us the prophetic visions that we need to see. We'll know, oh God, and we're at peace because we know you're in control. You're in control, Lord God, but you expect us to do our part. You expect us to love you, Lord God, with all our heart and sincerely seek after your face. The days of religion and all kinds of stuff like that is is, is to the wind. It's unfruitful, and we don't want to be those type of people. But we want to be mature men and women of God. Help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord Jesus, we pray. Lord God, we just repent. We haven't been honest with our own selves. Lord, deceiving ourselves, Lord God. Deceiving ourselves, Lord God. But we want to be true to you and true to your name, O Most High. We want to see you, Lord God. We don't want to pretend. 
Lord God, we don't want to pretend we're okay when we're not okay. We don't want to pretend that we put you on the throne of our hearts when we really haven't. We don't want to pretend, Lord God, that we're moving in your direction where our hearts are somewhere else. So we ask you, Lord God, to search our hearts. Search our hearts today. Help us, Lord God, to be all that you called us to be. Search our hearts, Lord God, and if you find any sin in our hearts, Lord God, you just help us and strengthen us to do and be all that you called us to be. Grow us up, oh God, in your most holy faith because we know that you're able. There's nothing that's too hard for you. If we come to you sincerely from our hearts, Lord God, saying we don't know how to get ourselves out of this. We don't know, Lord God, how to put our flesh down. We don't know how to obey. Lord God, sometimes we just have to just say silly stuff like this. It sounds like to some people who are prideful so that what's in us can come out. You know, some people, I would never say, well, yes, well, maybe you should say it so that God can really touch your heart. And some people haven't really given their heart to the Lord. You know, they've gotten saved maybe, but they haven't really given and surrendered everything to Jesus. Sometimes we need to say silly stuff until God can get to our heart. That's called travailing. You just it's just you just wild in prayer. Just going all over the map until God can just He just really sees your desperation for Him. But it's still it's still it's, it's, instead if we continue to be people of pride, we'll never get anywhere with God. And we say, Lord, I just screwed up, I'm a screw up. Sometimes you just need to say stuff. Not not trying to put yourself down, but what you're trying to do is is just allow yourself to be free in Jesus, to be free in the Lord. And God will say, you know how to screw up. You, I love you. you, you you're awesome. You, you're just phenomenal. I created you. I don't want you to say that. But what I'm saying is when, when, you, when you just open up and be free with Jesus, he'll be free with you. But when you're trying to be religious and, and do these cute little prayers and stuff, you see, your heart's not in it, and so God can't really reach and touch those areas that maybe your attitude is off. Maybe maybe you're thinking less of yourself, but he'll get to the root of the thing, and then he'll put you where he wants you to be. Amen? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, sometimes I get, I say, God, I, I should have did that better. But you know what? By me saying that, the Lord can correct me, and he can say, I'm here with you. It, it's going to be okay. I'm not condemning you. You understand what I mean? When you're praying and you're intimate with Jesus, everything is on the table. You should you should put everything on the table. And if you're not, it's probably got a lot to do with your walk with the Lord. Why you can't hear God, why you can't see God, because you you're not being honest from the gut. And when you when you gut it out with Jesus, believe me, there's healing that's going to take place in your heart and your soul. There's a freedom in the Lord when you just gut it out with Jesus. 
you just let you just let it out and you just put it on the line. So, Father, I pray that people come to an area in their lives where they want to be intimate with the Lord, where they want to be intimate with you and have a, a, a relationship with you that's second to none, that they can trust you, Lord God, with every aspect of their lives, and they're not holding back, that they're not holding back, but that they're being transformed by the power of the Lord. Well, I'm going to close out this session. I just feel like, you know, I've said what I feel like the Lord has told me to say. And I pray with you and ask the Lord to just give you a humbled heart. Lord, give us a heart of humility. We don't even know what that truly is. But we know that you will show us what it is and that you will give us the strength to do it in your strength, not in our strength, in your strength, Lord God. And that the supernatural power of the Lord will soften us so that we're usable by you. Lord God, take away the spirit of pride. Pride says, I don't need God. I don't need anyone. I can do this myself. And so, Lord, we we ask you to humble us and help us and mold us so that we are not prideful, that we don't want to be prideful that you will just take pride away even in our giftedness and the things that you've given us that we do so well we just want to have jesus we just want to have you lord god we don't want to just do things in our own strength we don't want to do things in our own strength we want to do it by the power of the lord and so lord we just lift up every action every transaction, every direction, Lord God, we just put it under the blood and we speak to it and we ask you to give us peace, peace that it passes all understanding. As we walk this walk out, Lord God, if we don't see and feel and hear your peace, we won't move. Help us to stay steady on you, O oh God, and to walk out this lifetime in your grace and in your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. What I pray you have a blessed day and put Jesus first. Pray about every situation, every circumstance. Allow the Lord to speak to you, and he will. If he hadn't been speaking to you, begin to allow him to speak to you. He will speak to you on every front, and there's a peace that follows that, that surpasses all understanding. Amen.